evening, everybody. I'm Hot Rod Bob, and you've got gas. The Great American Auto Scene Special Edition tonight as we go over some of the facts and figures and history of one of the most famous car clubs ever, the Burbank Road Kings. And they are here in studio with us. Some of the founding members, some of the members that were lucky enough to get in later on, but they're here. They're going to tell a story about the Road Kings with 19 record holders. And I think we decided, what was it, six or seven? Five. Five. Five, five, count them, one, two, five <laughs> Hall of Fame members that are here. Well, some of them are even here tonight with us. So we're going to talk about them, we're going to talk with them, and we're going to give you a little bit of history of the Road Kings as Bruce starts up the information. So we'll have a little music, little information, and then we're going to talk to the Road Kings themselves. back and here's some photographs of some of the famous cars of days gone by now that one was the bean bandits at santa Ana drag strip now with me right now jimmy miles hey jimmy how you doing just fine good right alongside him tv tommy ivo hey he's talkative as ever and yeah. alongside <laughs> well i mean you gotta ask a question first and then i'll answer it <laughs> then alongside him I am. It, yeah okay bob moravis floyd lippincott jr thank you thank you, thank you. Jeez. <laughs> it's all right tommy we're just giving you a hard time yeah. all right these are the guys that, that were part of the original road kings now bob came on a little bit later tommy you're one of the early members and jimmy uh when did you first come into the road kings well we first started the road kings on November 17th, 1952. There were 17 or 18 of us to begin with. And uh, what kind of cars did they have at that time? Well, the first person that uh, came in to come in the club was George Calloway, and a friend of his had a 34 coupe. We had uh, Jim Allison, he had a 37 Ford coupe, and there were a couple of Chevys with Jimmys in them, and a whole mix of stuff. Clyde Richardson had a 41. Studebaker with an Oldsmobile in it. Yeah, so, so you guys were, were drag racers. It was not a hot rod or, or what they call them today, street rod club. That's right. Either most of the people in the club there had cars at that point in time, or they didn't. They had helpers that helped them work on the cars. So everybody in the club at that time was pretty devoted to the sport. Right. Since it was a young sport at the time, uh, it was it was a thing to do. All right, Tommy, you came into the club and uh, you started racing before you got in the club, but you had some motivation to get in the club. 
No, no, we got that little mixed up. Okay. I started off, I built, actually, my street roadster so that I could get into the club. Okay. Little Model T with a short pickup bed on the thing. I was building it to go over to Bob's on Friday and Saturday night, but my desire, of course, was to have a Road King's plaque ah. hanging off the bottom of it. So while I was building it, I took it over to one of the members that had a body shop up in town so everybody would stop by there and bench race, you know, <laughs> and they'd see my car. All right. <laughs> and so that's uh, that's primarily why I built it. But you were racing a Buick before that, weren't you? I was running a Buick. Yeah. Yeah, I had a 55 Buick. I went down to, I had a flourishing little movie career. Going. Did you? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lasted for about 19 years. Wow. Made about 100 movies, a couple of hundred television shows. I was on, on the movies before they even had TV, you know. <laughs> but it just was something to do in between, because here we are in Burbank, in Los Angeles, in the kingdom of hot rods. So I built that car, and that uh, I took it out to the drags to run it, see what it would do. And I won two trophies. I set a track record. And won a, uh, a Rona trophy for the class that day. And I got two trophies, which to an actor was two Oscars in one day. <laughs> and the hook was set. Uh, <laughs> all right, Bob, you came into the club. Uh, 1958. But, 1958, but you didn't have your own vehicle at the time that you raced. No, I basically, uh, I started my career being a grunt for Tommy Ivo and learning uh, how to prepare a car and wash parts, et cetera, et cetera. Uh -huh. And then uh, I teamed up with a guy named Don Gady. I built my first motor. I was a motor guy, and he didn't want to drive. So another member, Tom Jant and Rod Pittmiller, had a dragster that Gady bought, and I put my motor in. Pretty what, amazing. What kind of motor were you building at that point in time? It was a small block Chevrolet, uh, okay. 331 cubic inch, with a 371 supercharger. I was the first guy to have a 371 half of a barn door. <laughs> well, there was only one ever existed. Pete Jackson and Ken Enderley made me the injector. I wish I had it today. Yeah. And how fast was that car going at that time? Uh, my first pass at San Fernando was 122 miles an hour in about 10 and a half seconds. Wow. I remember the beginning and the end. Nothing in between. Nothing in between. Yeah. Nothing in between. <laughs> now, what got you started in drag racing? Tommy Ivo. Okay, so it's his fault. He was my faithful dog. <laughs> I was faithful bird dog. The crazy part about it was Perdone took my spot. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah. You had a, a number of people that you got into the club and got them hooked into drag racing. You, you were my... Uh, you were my helper. You got a big leg into the club. Yeah. And uh, Tom... Uh, Don actually went on tour with you. He did. Yeah. No, he was actually a pretty good kid at the time. <laughs> <laughs> he grew out of that quick, didn't he? <laughs> well, he had the darndest laugh you'd ever heard in your life. It, it, if he, something would strike him funny, he'd have everybody in the room laughing because he'd go, <laughs> Oh, and is Don watching us now? Yeah. yeah, if he could only see us now. <laughs> Jimmy, you got into the club, and the car that sticks out in my mind, besides your 34 coupe, was the Altered. Yes. The Magic Muffler car. Well, there was about two or three Magic Muffler cars. The first one was the 34 coupe. 
The second one was a, a metal Fiat that we put we uh, with a with a Scotty Finn chassis. We ran for a while, and then we had problems with that thing uh, down at San Diego. It got upside down. It got all ruined, but I was okay. Uh, then the th the third one was a reproduction of the uh, Fiat. And then the later on, we had one called the Black Magic Car, which mm -hmm. we ran. We ended up with uh, running quite well with the car. We had a couple of friends of mine that uh, helped us quite a bit, a fellow by the name of Eddie Florinoy that runs a funny car and mm -hmm. a top fuel car, and another fellow that worked with the surfers by the name of Tom Job. He was, he was uh, probably about the best person you could ever get to run fuel. And it sure worked good, I'll tell you. We never had much problems with the car. We did real well. Now, a lot of people see or will remember the photograph that's been immortalized uh, in magazines and everything else of the crankshaft coming out of the Fiat. But uh, a lot of people thought, and I was one of them, that you were the one that was driving at the time. No, the car that night was driven by Gary Essman. And uh, we were quite lucky that uh, it happened on the starting line rather than down in the lights because that crank coming out would have just pivoted over. Now, what did you do with the crankshaft after that run? After that run, I gave the crankshaft, and I had six rods and pistons. I gave them to a fellow that ran the Long Beach swap meet. Uh, uh, Wilson was his name, and he, he had a fuel alder that he ran at the time, too. A week later, he had the crank checked and had it straightened, ground 10 under, and, and two new pistons and two new rods and another car. It was back over yeah. again. Back All right. running again. Now, back in those days, it wasn't like today where, okay, you, after each round, you've got 45 minutes to rebuild the engine and check everything. What was it like back then? Uh, Tommy, you were running fuel. At the you ran gas, and then you, ran, you went to fuel for a while. Yeah, well, no, at the time, they were on gasoline only. That was the idea of all these multi-engine cars. Because when we ran out, my single-engine dragster was the quickest dragster in the country. It was just an unblown BA car. But when we ran out of horsepower, we added another motor to it. And then it was the quickest and fastest car. It was the baddest bear in the country. Then we went to four motors. Yeah. But... Just as we got that done, they decided to run fuel again. So okay. I barely, I only took a couple of runs in the car and I sent it back east to tour and ran my fuel car. And I had 36 different cars and 12 different classes and towed far enough to go to the moon and back three <laughs> times over a, a three a 30 year period I and mean, I, I did a little drag racing a couple of thousand races a thousand in between that. now you told the story once that you got this new dodge transporter yeah and it didn't have power steering oh that was a mistake trying to move that thing around with the uh, in the pits because we put glass walls on the side of it and we had two dragsters inside because they didn't have aluminum blocks yet so if you blew one up you had to have a backup car and then put a corvette up on the top <laughs> of the whole thing and that was a trapeze act getting it back off of there again oh, i remember when you retired i lived around the corner from you and you had the transporter parked out just to the side of your house and i take i take my kid over there on his bicycle and show him your your transporter and he doesn't remember a thing about it but man I, the first time i saw that it was like wow and you were the first tv star i met 
I was oh. I was ten years old, and you were judging a model car contest. Really? Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, and I, I, you were the first TV star I ever met. Well, they they hung all kinds of different nicknames on me. First, they had Instant Idol because my reaction time were pretty good. They didn't have timers at the time. You could just visually see right. that I'd leave quicker. Then we went to Poison Ivo for a while, which was <laughs> kind of a spin-off on the deal. But then I had a TV series, Margie, showing on television, mm -hmm. and Mickey Thompson named me TV Tom, and it stuck from there, there on in. All right, now, Bob, you're probably best known for a twin-engine dragster called the Freight Train. Yeah, originally when I started driving the car, it was a Quincy Automotive twin-engine car owned by John Peterson Knife Frank. Later on um, in my career driving the car, Judy Thompson, Mickey's wife, named it the freight train because of the black smoke it used to put out in puffs at mm -hmm. Fontana Raceway during the summertime. Now, you guys had a lot of choices of tracks in the Southern California area. Jimmy, what was your favorite track here? Uh, my favorite track was probably Orange County. I liked it the best. And that was one of the newer tracks. That's true. Tommy, about you, you ran Saugus, San Fernando. Oh, we ran Saugus, yeah. That yes. was better, slightly better than a dirt track. But we ran San Fernando every Sunday, and every Saturday night we'd go down to Long Beach, too. But the, where the whole thing started, actually was Tom Chant, who you're going to talk to a little later on here. Yep. He had a 32 coupe, Ford coupe, yellow, bright yellow. And he asked me to go to the drag races one time. Wow, getting to go to the drag races with a race car. I was sitting on the curb before the sun came up, waiting for him <laughs> to come on out. And while we were out there running the car, Jim Miles here made a run in his car. And he left black marks all the way from the starting line to the finish line and that was the most astonishing thing i have ever seen in my life and the steering wheel he didn't have it thank you <laughs> the check is in the mail no, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a steering wheel that wasn't mounted to the dash so he'd push it to one side climb in and pull it back over and steer it on up the track <coughs> and leave black marks all the way to the finish line uh. <laughs> Bob, you started out driving uh, other vehicles, single engine, then two dual engine, and you even got uh, into go-karts for a while. Yeah, supercarts. I rented a building to uh, imported and imported uh, uh, zip carts from England, and a lot of the Formula One guys that started in Emerson, Fittipaldi, and all road race gearbox, motorcycle power go-karts, and they were 150-mile-an-hour cars. In fact, I was clocked on the back side of uh, Riverside Raceway going into turn nine at 161 miles an hour. Wow. A half inch off the ground, no suspension, downshifting. Was a, it was a kick in the head. It was a drag race out of every corner. I can imagine. So drag racing was the club. You had, to, okay. you had to be a racer in one way, shape, or form. Either a crew person, a car owner, or a driver. Is that correct? It was. Oh, absolutely. I think some of the club meetings, too, is it should be mentioned at this time. If you had a plaque on your, your streetcar and you were found by another club member to be squirreling around, making a bad name for the club because of the plaque on your car, yeah. club meetings were every Sunday night. And the man to my right here 
we would have bids on SWATs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that SWAT deal, I carried a lot of cash with me when I went to the uh, club meeting uh-huh. because they had a SWAT. Okay. And I mean, they'd kill me with that thing. They'd take me out in a body bag. Right, so, <laughs> so I'd out, we'd bid off for the SWAT, yeah. and I'd buy my own SWATs back all Oh, the there time. you go. Well, yeah, I, I just thought you used it for cushioning. No. Boy, you'd have some cushioning. <laughs> and for those of you that are old enough to remember SWATs, that was a, a, a board, basically. And, uh, you know, if you got in trouble, you got... Nailed of, across the backside. A lot of fraternities had them. Yeah. Plus, uh, if you take a, if you ever watch cricket, English cricket. Yeah. Looks, the bat yeah. looks exactly like that, and yeah. let me tell you, it's heavy and it hurts. Yeah, I, and we still had them in school when I was in school, so I missed out on that fun by a little bit anyway. Jimmy, you got into the club with which car? My forty-nine Ford. 49, what was done to it? Uh, I had a 296 flathead in the thing. Okay. And I used to run Saugus every week for about a year. And uh, it would run about 89 to 91 miles an hour. And Which... I always had a friend of mine that came up with this, uh, with this, uh, it was about a 49 or 50 Merc with a Buick in there, and he'd beat me every week. Oh. And that was in the... F- 1941 to the 1954 gas class that they set up up there. So what I did, I got a 41 Ford and I stripped it down completely and took everything out of the inside, the door panels and everything, and put the flathead in that and went up there and ran 104 and beat all those guys. There you go. (laughs) So drag racing was the thing. It took a year to get a trophy. But you got it. I got it. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break now, change the panel, give you some more insight to the famous Road King Car Club that began in 1952. This is Hot Rod Bob, and we'll be back in just a moment.
right, welcome back to Gas, the Great American Auto Scene. I'm Hot Rod Bob, and here with a second panel of original Road King members. We're going to start off right to the left to me, or left to the right, right to the, over here. Tom Jant. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing great, thanks. And Eddie, Fast Eddie. Hi, Bob. Hi, Eddie. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. I was not an original uh, road member. I came in in 85. 85, but you're one of the older guys. I'm the old guy. Yeah, the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And alongside him, record holder, and you, your brother, and your dad were hard-charging drag racers, and it's Butch Cedarquist. Uh, yes. How are you doing, Bob? Doing great. Butch, why don't you tell us a little bit about the cars you had? We've got some of them we've been showing on screen. Uh, tell us about how you got involved with the Road Kings and drag racing. Well, uh, my brother was older, and he always had he had a roadster he drove to high school. Okay. And he decided to run it, ran it at San Fernando. Well, San Fernando wasn't open yet. Saugus. Went Saugus, to Saugus okay. Light. Inyo Kern, uh, Paradise Mesa down in San Diego. Okay. But that was a C Street Roadster class, and we had a B. We put a DeSoto in it. Then we put a Chrysler in it, A, and we held records on all those classes. Okay. Then we got an A Roadster. And it ran 150 at Long Beach. It was one of, not the first, but one of the first to run 150 on gasoline. On gasoline. That and was then it. we built a double-A fuel altered. Wow. At one time was booked, as the, or not booked, I guess, stated to be the world's fastest, 171 and 908. What year was that? Do you remember? It was 1963. 1963. And we beat wow. And Sharp at Long Beach, but I'll give you the real truth. Mooneyham blew up. Oh. But, but we did beat him. You em. still beat him, yeah. yeah. I, hey. And we had, uh, it was drag uh, was a drag race junior fuel, and we held the number one spot in that for a few months. All right. Now, Tom, you got involved with the club when? Uh, 1952. So you were one of the original members. Correct. And what were you driving, or were you a crew guy at the time? Oh, no, I uh, had a 42-door sedan that I put an Oldsmobile in. Okay. And I got tired of blowing the transmissions in half <laughs> and snapping the axles. So I got this little 32 coupe, and I uh, actually was working at Mike's Auto Parts up in Burbank. And okay. I was a delivery guy, and I worked in the machine shop, and the guy showed me how to do engine stuff. So I built myself uh, an Oldsmobile and put uh, you know, all the trick stuff in it with four carburetors and went street racing first. Uh-oh. And then uh, off to Saugus was our closest place. That was before San Francisco. San, uh, San Fernando. San Fernando. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know that there was actually a race, tra a drag strip up in Saugus. Many people know about the circle track that was there, but the drag strip doesn't get much uh, note. Uh, that was around for a lot longer. But it, I think the drag strip was there before the roundy round. Yeah. Track. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure it was. Way yeah. Before, and they ran it one direction, and it went out onto the road, and then they turned, ran it the other way, and you shut off going up the hill. And <laughs> I remember one time there was a coupe yeah. went up the hill, and unfortunately. The steering went right through the driver. Oh. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. Well, that was the early days before safety and oh, yes. uh, the tech inspections that we have today. Right. So you guys were the pioneers. You guys uh, kind of broke ground on on safety and so forth. Now, Eddie, you said you came into the club later on, and uh, you were driving uh, a, a variety of cars. The last one, uh, the PDQ Dodge. Yes, 1963 Dodge 330. Ran pretty good. Uh, I won the Chrysler Power Nationals in 1994. I ran 12 rounds, which was a lot of rounds. It just yeah. was lucky. 
in the old days when I was a kid, I raced a 37 Chevy. We called it the Puddle Jumper out at San Fernando. I never really did anything. It ran 100, 100, 100. Like Butch, I had a, I think it was Butch, I had a uh, B&M Hydro with an Oldsmobile motor in it. It would never do anything but run a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> now you you were probably one of the uh, the racers that raced the long the later in the latest racing. Now Bob Barabbas drove top fuel for quite a number of years into the nostalgia racing with the good guys. But you and we'll have Al up in a little later. You guys were uh, the latter Road King members that kept on uh, racing. Yeah, we went out to Palmdale uh, quite a bit. The Road Kings had a team. And the early riders had a team, and we'd run every year against the early riders. It was fantastic. Uh, I ran the Dodge, and I ran my 50 Ford, which I really had more fun with my 50 Ford. It just was uh, easy to drive. And uh, I won two of the Road Kings uh, brackets. And we just had a lot of fun out there. We sure missed that track. Okay, yeah, and you, we used to call the lane that you were in the potty lane because we put you in lane nine at LACR, which was right alongside the porta potties. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great time. Yeah, <laughs> Tom, what are some of the the, uh, the things that are memorable to you about the Road Kings and their drag racing heritage? Well, do you want to talk about the racing, or you want to talk about the Road Kings? Oh, let's get the dirt <laughs> out. Come on. Let's talk about the guys. <laughs> well, as everybody knows, Ivo's quite the jokester, but he wasn't the only one that used to pull some pranks. Okay. And it was a kind of, can you top me, or can I top you kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, Tommy and I, oh, we've, got, I don't know how long we've known each other, but his story about me taking him to the drags wasn't kind of, kind of different than my idea than oh? his. Okay. He was begging me for oh, about a month okay, ahead yeah. of time to take him to the races. And I'm going, who's this little squirt guy here? He doesn't even have a driver's license yet. And he shows up and I think he had his 53 Buick with the eyelashes and all the trick uh -huh. stuff on it. And we were just, I mean, we just antagonized him. So I took him to Saugust and the rest is history. And so, you guys, uh, I'm sorry, but that's one of the things that happened. That's all right. That's what we want to know. But you guys were a racing club. You raced. You, you had cars that you drove on the street, but they weren't the same cars you raced with, were they? Well, most no, of them. No. No. Yeah. no. At first they were, Butch. Yeah, at first. Yeah, at first everyone... Yeah, everyone. Well, actually, when we got in the club, we did have a roadster round. Yeah. So that, from that on right. till 1963 or four, when I we quit. And... Uh, Getting uh, too expensive, and as Miles knows, a double A field, there's just, there a handful. Yeah. And uh, I took the lights out at Long Beach one night, and Hart came down and chewed me out. CJ Hart, he says, Get out of that car, don't drive that down that strip again. And I never drove that car again. <laughs> oh, gee. And what kind of car was it then? It was a double A field, older. it was the Bantam. The Bantam, okay. Uh, G Pabster drove it for a couple of races. Okay. And Kenny drove it, and Bob did, but Bob doesn't remember. He keeps saying no, but he drove it at Bakersfield okay. because we the thing wouldn't handle. 
And, uh, oh, so let Bob drive it. And John Peter said, <laughs> oh, John Peter says, put Bob in it. Yeah. And he had trouble handling it. So then we took it back to the builder, and he squared it away. Okay. Now, who were, who were one of the, some of the chassis builders you guys used back in those days? We used Ed Whittle. Okay. He built alders out of his garage, and they were sprung in the rear. Coils. Coils. Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty good car. All right. And Eddie, you built your stuff for the most part. Yeah, out of our wrecking yard, PDQ Auto Wrecking. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of junk out of there. Yeah, you had a lot of spare parts. Yeah. But you didn't break that much. You you were running pretty conservative. You ran an 11-second car. Yeah, I I only broke once. I blew the transmission through the floor, through the dash. But other than that... Uh, other than that, stayed together pretty good. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Typical yeah. Mopar, right? Yeah, there's a Dodge. <laughs> yeah, it's a Dodge. Kenny, what was your favorite car to run? I mean, uh, t- uh, Tom, what was the favorite car you had? Well, Rod uh, Petmiller, who worked for my dad at the gas station, and I built a dragster about the same time Tommy was building his. And uh, I had the Oldsmobile out of the 32 that uh, we put into the uh, dragster, and we started off doing pretty good and had a lot of fun. And Tommy will probably remember this, too, is for some reason we got some Halibrand wheels with these uh, Lakester tires on them. We call them the Dream Wheels. Uh-huh. You picked up a half a second and seven miles an hour just changing the tires. Uh, the rear tires? Just the rear tires. Oh, redneck quick change. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, I'd make a run, come back, up it goes, off goes the wheels. Tommy's got his wheels off already, back on his car, and drove everybody crazy. You know, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? <laughs> Tom, do you remember the time you were at San Fernando and you had the motor in the Road King's Roadster? And you retarded the mag, and just barely running. You had a wire or a string, and you kept pulling, pulling, pulling until <laughs> they just started ring, you know. Then they locked it down. Yeah, Remember okay. that? Yeah, well, that's how I tuned it. There you go. <laughs> Rev it up, twist the mag. Well, that's almost like when uh, Ivo put the tra- was the transmission fluid in the exhaust pipes to make garlic think you had a blown motor. STP or STP or something. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, let the competition think you're broken and then go shut them down. Yeah, we beat a lot. We beat almost everybody initially. What was the fastest you drove, Tom? Uh, My dragster went 140, I think, 40, 39, 40. It it was a gas. Yeah. It ran B gas at that point in time. Okay. We were just uh, one of the few dragsters. But we had a good ET. Tommy got in the nines one day. one Sunday, and I was right behind him in the nines, too. Okay. So that he was going about 145, and I was just right at 140. If you could get into a car today, one that you've never driven before, a, a particular class, what class would it be? I think the, well, now that the, the way all the classes are, I'd, I'd like to have an old uh, street, you know, an actual street car, uh-huh. not one of these trick, you know, uh, some builder built type of thing but okay something a hot rodder built put together with all his own stuff favorite engine yeah. what's your favorite engine uh butch chrysler chrysler hemi yes eddie chevy 327 there's always one in the crowd that <laughs> <laughs> was an oldsmobile guy and you're the oldsmobile guy a variety of and that was in a variety of engines would work you didn't have to run a chevy you didn't have to run a hemi you could run what you brung and uh like ivo was saying buicks they were just Dominating for there for a while. Well, uh, well, and you can go get an engine for fifty bucks. Yeah, wrecking yeah. yard, pick up a motor, and go racing again. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so. Eddie, what would you drive if you had a choice again? Uh, my fifty Ford. Get, and you still got that? Still got it. Fifty years I've had it. Yeah, you you had it when I first met you. Yep. And that's how we met actually. 
You and I met, uh, someone sent me over to your yard because you were thinking of selling it because you punched in the door. Right. Yeah, that aggravated me. When something happens like that, I just want to get rid of stuff. But thank God I never did. Yeah, I didn't buy it from you, so you kept it. I, I yeah. know. But it, it came out, and it's got a Chevy in it. Yep. And it's probably as quick as your Dodge was, just not legally. Yeah. It's, it was yeah. a fast little car. Butch, you drove Altridge, you drove everything. What would you rather be I'd driving? I'd like to drive a top fuel car. Top fuel car. Probably only go 10 feet and shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> Do the burnout, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll have to talk to Beckman about that. Maybe you can get you in one of the cars down at the Holly School. I don't even want to sit in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's our second panel. We're going to take a bit of a break, bring back three more drivers from the Road Kings Car Club, and talk about their drag racing history.
Hi, good evening, everybody. This is Hot Rod Bob. We're back. You've got gas, the Great American Auto Scene. This time, we're focusing on the Road Kings Car Club. Now, you've, sir, you've heard the history by some of the guys that were able to make it, and, and Butch Cedar Quest, a record holder as well. But right now, we've got three of the more current racers in the club, one that's still racing today, two that have been racing, and we're going to get their impression of what's going on and what's hot, what's not in drag racing today. First with us is Al White. How you doing, Al? I'm doing great, and I don't do impressions. You don't? That's good. You're not that Al White. All right, we'll move on to that. Now, Eddie Salvatore is back again. Fast Eddie. Hi, Bob. Thanks for having us. Not a problem. And Bob Barabbas, a.k.a. Floyd Lippincott Jr., was it? Yes. Yes. Floyd Lippincott Jr. with an E. With an E. Okay. And, and you, uh, you Bob, wanna... we, we talked about that. Why don't you tell everyone who's watching that may not understand why you had a s different name? Um, when I won Bakersfield in 1962 in the Quincy car, my dad uh, and I was working at the Maytag shop. He f we felt that I had won something that a lot of racers didn't have, and he wanted me to make a choice of either taking the business over and not driving or work there and not own the business or go away and drive race cars. So I got out of the car June of 62. Uh, four legendary drivers tried to drive the car I was driving. I was dared to get back in the car in December of 62. Fell back in love with it and thanks to an awful lot of people I made sure my face mask was on and no pictures were taken with me. <laughs> and a guy named Steve Gibbs and Mel Rack brought up the name of Floyd Lippincott Jr. At, er, at San Gabriel Drag Strip. All right. So that so you, you drove under that. You won a number of things. A, a lot of times, though, they said it was uh, Peters that won. Yeah, we had to use a name because the Lippincott name did not come about until June of 63. Okay. And so when we entered the car um, at the Winter Nationals in 63, uh, basically we had to put a driver's name down, so we put John's name in. Okay. And but then after we won the race, I was in the background, and my roommate, a guy named Rex Slinkert at the time, he has all the pictures and kissed all the trophy girls, ah. and uh, put my leather jacket on, and we carried on the roost, and it became drag racing's biggest put-on. Okay. And, Al, you are a current driver. You're still driving today. Now, we got a picture on screen, though, I want to go, before we go back to Al. Here's a picture of uh, Bob with the dragster, with the twin-engine car that, later, that became the freight train, and one of the more famous drivers behind the wheel. <laughs> That's Tell us the about real, that one. That's the real Floyd Lippincott Jr. The real Floyd. The real Floyd. <laughs> and right. uh, I, I've always loved this photograph. Now, I, I can't tell uh, on the screen. Is this the one where he's wearing the helmet? Yes. Okay. That's the one. Yeah, that's in Dallas, Texas. And they had to call, the starting line call, because all the photographers were around the car taking pictures. And they needed photographers on the starting line. But there was four <laughs> deep of photographers. And then in 1968, uh, that picture with just a dog in it, more of a ground level, was front page of the sports section of the LA Times advertising the Winter Nationals. <laughs> And all those drag racers and that uh, stuff are on the back page. Okay. All right, Al White, you're with us right now. Yes, and sir. you drive one of the fastest Pontiac GTOs on the planet. And you're still competitive today. You run in uh, A-Gas or? Yes, it's called A-Gas. Uh, why they, you know, why they come up with A and B and C, D, gas where we run much faster than the old cars that ran A-Gas and B-Gas. But, um, yeah, my... Uh, 
unfortunately, uh, and every time I see my older brother, Ron, who just turned 80, I give him a smack because he bought a 1956 Ford in 1956 mm -hmm. and took me to San Fernando Drags. Oh, it's his fault. And there I sat, and the, every Sunday after that, I hitchhiked at 9 years old and 10 years old to San Fernando Drags, and I saw guys like Tommy Ivo and... Uh, uh, I, I think you were a little bit later. You were 61 or 2, right? No, I started drag racing at Fernando in 1955. Okay, so I did see you guys. But so many of the road kinks I saw early. So, you know, I was hooked at an early age. And uh, when my brother, uh, my other brother, Michael, went off to college, he left his 55 Chevrolet, and I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And I kind of stole it and took it to San Fernando Drags and won a trophy in M stock going 78 miles an hour. You know, that that's the number that M stock is probably still about today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, from there on, uh, you know, I just started uh, working on cars. I was buying old Chevys and fixing them up and trying to hop them up. And then I met this guy named Richard Johnson who had this shop called Fiasco Automotive. And I was just a punk kid, but I asked him if I could sweep the floor and kind of learn the business a little bit. And, uh, you know, from there, I just, I had several cars. And uh, uh, the, my, my most famous car back then was a 66 Chevelle that ran Superstock D automatic. And it also, I had a 65 GTO as well that ran C stock and B stock. And we set several records at San Fernando. And, uh, you know, we, we just had a wonderful uh, time running. We ran like Jimmy Miles Saturday night at Long Beach and Sunday at San Fernando. And uh, uh, he taught me everything about building engines, and may he rest in peace. Mm -hmm. But uh, building engines and uh, building race cars, he did the fabrication, and I knew how to make them go fast. And, and you've been racing for a long time. You, you've been one of the top A-gas drivers on the West Coast for well, a long time now. Well... I, I quit drag racing in 1972. I, I kind of hurt my back working on cars and went into the financial world. I got married and had kids, and I didn't start racing again until... I always had street rods and stuff, but I didn't start racing again until about 1998. In 94, I had a major head injury, and it took years to heal. And in 1998, my wife kind of just kind of kicked me out of the house and said, why don't you go do something else besides sit around the house so i started racing again in c gas which was mm -hmm. a nine second car right and then uh a b gas car and then a uh an a gas car now for those of you watching today the old gas classes used to be just straight heads up run it out the back door and based on cubic inches or weight of the vehicle the, the speeds were somewhat limited in the ets today though it's an index category what is the index you're running with your gto my GTO runs in uh, A-gas, which is a 7.60 index, 7.6 seconds. Okay. And we run anywhere between 175 and 185 miles an hour. Um, it basically comes down to, uh, for those of you that know about drag racing, it's pretty much reaction time and who can 
get the closest to 7.6 seconds without going too fast. If you go 7.59 and you beat the other car, you've lost, unless he went 7.58. That's it. All right. Now, Eddie, you've been running that Dodge of yours. You still have that car. You haven't run it in a few years, but uh, you ran in a bracket class, which was dial-in. Right. I love that. It just... uh, you uh, go down the track and you set a time, like say 1150s, and you run 1150 or you lose. Uh, so you what, break out. Or you, you fender race the guy and get down there first. Yeah. I remember one time we were bracket racing and my daughter rented a, a Pino? No, not a Pino. A Vape. Uh, what's those little Ford? Escort. Escort, okay. And we were racing our regular Road Kings races. And she was on the line, and I was with my Dodge, and uh, she had uh, 25 seconds. So it took 25 seconds for me to catch her. Well, I didn't catch her, and everybody thought, oh, you gave it to your daughter. No, I don't give anybody a race. you got to beat me. So your daughter beat you in a rental car? In a rental car oh, against my, my Dodge. How'd you feel, Eddie? I felt really... Good, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you lying. Lost, yeah, lost to his daughter. Okay. Now, Bob, you were one of the modern day racers as well, as well as the history maker in the in the uh, top gas category. Yeah. I believe the record that you set in top gas held until they dismantled the class. Yeah, 1971 was the last year for top gas, and the, the freight train held ET and speed records when they closed the class out January of '72. Okay. And I got out of drag racing um, and got married like Al in 74, raised a family and went supercar racing to take care of my knee. But then I uh, got very much involved with the Wally Parks NHRA Museum. And one night, uh, one of my friends asked me if I still wanted to drive a top fuel car. And the kids were out of the house and I said, yeah. So I got re-licensed. A guy named John Hall said and his wife Jeannie top fuel people from over over at uh, Half Moon Bay Area and Fremont and moved down to San Diego and then the stars of top fuel car. So I put a crew together, got re-licensed at the 2000 Hot Rod Reunion. I got an interesting comment from one of the announcers at the time. They had no idea I was in the seat. And when I did a burnout and backed up for my first of six passes, the guy said, hey, that, that rookie knew how to do that pretty good. I wonder where he came from, type of deal. But anyways, we got a license and went to the good guy racing in 2001, went to seven races. We won five of them. Had an incredible amount of fun, incredible amount of fun. All right, so you were doing that. Now, I was going to ask Eddie a question, and it, it eludes me right now what I was going to ask Welcome you. Welcome to the crowd. Welcome to the crowd, yeah. Something about it. I don't remember, but it's uh, i got to put memory soles in my shoes so I can remember what I was talking about if I walk in between. That don't bedrooms. work. I tried, that, you tried 80, that 50 years ago. It doesn't, doesn't work. work. Oh, darn. Mm-hmm. All right, Eddie, you have been racing for a long time, too. Uh, your daughter raced. Your brother raced. But there was a special person that we met. Back in the early days of L.A. County Raceway, he's an associate member of the club, and unfortunately, he just lost a race to John Force. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mr. Fast Jack Beckman. Yeah. How did he get that name? Um, well, we were out at Palmdale, and uh, I was on the starting line, and on the side of my car, it says Fast Eddie on the door, and he pulled up alongside of me, and... Uh, Got out of his car and he goes, "Oh, you're Fast Eddie, huh?" And I, "Yes, sir." 
He goes, I'm Fast Jack. And that's how he really got his name, he told me. Right. <laughs> Just pretty trippy. Now, he was running, was he running his El Camino at that point? Yeah, he was running, a, I think it was black at the time. Well, he's got it back and restored. It's bright yellow. We're going to see it in a couple of magazine articles shortly. But he is one of the current Road King members. He's yes. an associate member that is currently driving today. And uh, for those of you following drag racing, this last weekend in Indianapolis, Jack was runner-up by only a slight margin to John Force. And uh, Jack is uh, an excellent historian about the sport, and he's probably one of the most knowledgeable of the current crop of drivers out there. And we're lucky enough to have him as a member of the Road Kings as well. Yes. All right. It, uh, Al, if you could get into another car other than your GTO. And GTO, for those of you watching, does not stand for gas, tires, and oil. Come on. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just love driving my car. I actually have revived a name of a 65 GTO that um, you'll remember the guy. Just Tyree. Yeah, Just Tyree. Uh, so when I put the supercharger back on it, when I put a supercharger on my car, uh, running the same class, it's just uh, easier to tune, actually, and it's more fun to drive with a supercharger. Uh, uh, I renamed it uh, Brutus II. Uh, okay. So, uh, you know, I can't think of another car I'd really like to drive than my own car, but um, I did get to do a, a kind of a, a dry hop, uh, maybe a 80-foot uh launch in a dragster uh, actually uh, 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 Perdome drove it. It was the Arc, Link, Arc Linkletter house party car okay. uh, 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 John Goodell owned and uh, they let me do a, uh, a little launch in it. Uh, I was about 19 years old and it was it was fun. Uh, but uh, you know I, I think I'd like to uh, drive one of the uh, the new factory stalkers which mm -hmm. uh, I personally hope uh, take over Pro Stock and they start running the cars that look like, you know, the a Dodge, you the buy. Mustang, and the Camaro. Right. That's the way it was in the old days, and, and they sold cars doing that. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately today, the, all the Pro Stockers, you know, are cookie cutters. Uh, they all look the same. And that's the fun part of my A-Gas class that I run. We've got, uh, I'm the only GTO uh, we've got a 34 Willys. Uh, my buddy's got a 35 Chrysler Airflow, of mm -hmm. all things. And, and we all run 760, but they're all different cars. You know, some Camaros, some 57 Chevys. But, but they all look like what they were manufactured to be. Exactly. They have to. That That's okay. actually part of the rules. They, they have to be the original dimensions and... Uh, uh, have the original type of dashboard and all that stuff. So. All right, these are the Road King current racers. We're going to be back ju in just a few minutes. We're going to bring them all back for some final comments from each of the Road King members, the racing Road Kings of days gone by and today. I'm Hot Rod Bob, and we'll be back in just a few moments with more gas.
Welcome back to the Road Kings Night here at Gas, the Great American Auto Scene of Hot Rod Bob, along with the Road Kings that made the club famous. We're going to start off with closing comments, let everyone say what they missed or what they remembered they didn't say when they wanted to say what they were going to say when they were sitting here. So we'll start off with Bob Barabbas over on the far side. Thank you, Bob. You know, the Road Kings Car Club was an incredible place to be growing up in the 50s and 60s. It was all about cars. We lived in Southern California. We had the weather. We had everything going for us. An incredible place to grow up. I'm very thankful that I got into the Road Kings. Tommy? Well, my big hero was Tom Chant here. <laughs> and he used to sneak over to my garage when I was working in it and roll under the door M80 firecrackers. <laughs> And he kept me constipated for half the time <laughs> I was in the road gigs. So thanks a lot, Tom. Let me pass this on. <laughs> All right, Tom, what do you got going? Jet. Well, the kind of the, the thing between Tommy and I were stuff we can talk and can't talk about. But I remember the one day that I came home from a date, I had a 55 Thunderbird with slicks on it. And I backed up to his front door and revved the engine up dropped it in gear and burnt rubber all the way across the street. Next day, he's running around the neighborhood with a ruler. Checking, <laughs> checking tire wits. <laughs> you know, and, and I caught him. <laughs> and you caught him. Huh? Okay. Or if I, well, the M80 thing, I would do that. And I lived what, four blocks away. And I'd get home, I'd be in bed, and Tommy would be calling. We only had one phone in those days. My dad had answered the phone at like 1.30 or 2 in the morning. And he'd go, what? I will Jeez, he's in bed. I know he's in bed. He's been here for hours, you know. So we kept Tommy guessing for a number of years on that one. All right. But we were, we couldn't have been better friends, but better friend enemies too at the same time because we just wouldn't let up on each other. So. Eddie, what do you think? Well, I guess um, the Road Kings are a very famous club known all over the country. Probably all over the world. I've, I've gone places with a Road King shirt on, and people stop and talk to me and can't believe that I'm a Road King. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. And uh, I'm also proud that the club has changed its ways, and uh, we now have uh, some girls in the club. We have three three new girls in the club, and they're doing fantastic. And, um, and Eddie, you were part of the resurrection of the Road Kings. Yeah. Tell us uh, a little bit about that. I'm happy to uh, say that uh, a friend of mine in about 1985, his name is Mike Walsh, they call him Pops, uh, came to me and said, hey, um, what do you think about starting the Road Kings? Well, back then, I wasn't a Road King. I was a, uh, hell, I can't remember what I was. In trouble. But in trouble. <laughs> but uh, I said, cool, man. So we got a couple other guys, a guy by the name of John Keyes and another guy by the name of Glenn Hooker. And the four of us got together, got our first four jackets, and before you know it, we're like 27 guys. And uh, that's how the club started back up. And it's, I think we're about 90 strong. And like I said, it's, it's really nice because we're all a bunch of old guys. And getting all these young kids in the club now uh, is really helping out the club. Good. Jimmy Miles. Well, here I am again. 
I've been in this organization for 67 years. And in 67 years, I've met probably some of the finest friends that I've ever had in my life. If I wasn't for the Road Kings, all these guys in these rooms I probably would never have known. But I have the pleasure of knowing all of them. All right. Al? You know, I have to ditto that because uh, the two guys that crew on my car are, are Road Kings. Yeah. And... Um, uh, like Eddie said, uh, uh, and Jimmy, I've met some of the most wonderful people in the club. Uh, uh, you're, you're all, a lot of you are right here right now, and uh, people I wouldn't have met if not for the Road Kings. And uh, it's it's a very special club. And when I go racing, uh, generally the announcers will announce that I'm a Road King, and uh, the Hot Rod reunion and the March meet, there are several Road Kings that come up. And uh, we are. I've, uh, when I was in Europe, I had a Road King shirt on, and a guy said, hey, I've heard of the Road Kings. He, he was from Australia. So w it is a wonderful club. Um, it's got some, if you ever read the bylaws, uh, there's some pretty good rules in there. You can't be a felon, and uh, there's some uh, interesting uh, uh, rules that a lot of people don't know about. But it, it's a class club and uh, classy people, good people, and uh, good friends. All right, Butch. Uh, thanks for having us, Bob. And I oh, wish no I could roll the clock back about 60 years, <laughs> and uh, it'd really be fun. But that's not happening. So it's, I've known Jimmy forever, and Moravis, Jant, Ivo. He's Ivo was a prankster. Hmm. I remember one day I was in Burbank with Don Gady. We're chasing parts for the race car, and I had a 41 Packard four-door sedan, and I had parked it at Gady's house, and I come home to Gady's. Packard's gone. We looked all over for Burbank for the Packard. We finally found it, and it was stuffed full of newspapers. You opened up the door, you couldn't even get in the car. And uh, we found out who did it, Tom. <laughs> thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Gas, the Great American Auto Scene. It's been a special edition about the Road Kings Car Club, the famous Road Kings Car Club. It has more history than just about any other club out there in racing, rotting, and camaraderie. And these guys have been friends since the beginning. Thank you for tuning into Gas, the great American auto scene. We'll see you next time. Hey, we, great call. We, we, need, ben. We, need to we need to thank Ben and, uh, ben and uh, Steve for putting this together, man. Thank you. That was great.